Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we explore who we are and how we got here, a groundbreaking work by Harvard University genetics professor David Reich, delving into the anthropological tapestry of human history. In this illuminating read, Reich takes us on an epic journey through humanity's lineage, utilizing cutting-edge advances in the study of ancient DNA to unlock the secrets of our past. As we travel back in time, we discover how migrations and intermixing have shaped the global population, providing eye-opening insights into the common threads that connect us all. As a pioneer in the field of genetics and a leader in the study of ancient DNA, David Reich has earned acclaim for his significant contributions to science, including his influential role in the ancient DNA revolution and his groundbreaking discovery of interbreeding between Neanderthals and modern humans, a revelation that earned him the prestigious Dan David Prize in 2017. Whether you're a scientist with a keen interest in anthropology and linguistics, an individual seeking to examine the myths of ethno-nationalism, or a genealogist aspiring to comprehend the overarching narrative of human ancestry, who we are and how we got here sheds new light on our complex heritage and compels us to reconsider the story of who we truly are. Join us as we unravel the threads of human history and discover the transformative knowledge held within our very own DNA. Who we are and how we got here. Ancient DNA and the new science of the human past. Introduction. Unraveling the tapestry of humanity through our DNA. Are we truly as different from one another as we tend to believe? As the global dialogue bristles with debates on cultural identity and equality, it's worth taking a step back to explore the narrative written in our very DNA. Sit back and let's embark on a journey through time where we'll uncover the shared history etched into the genes we carry today. Our world today is a mosaic of cultures vibrant with diversity, and yet we find common ground in our humanity. The study of genetics isn't just a journey through our biological makeup. It's a tale of migrations, connections, and the ever-evolving story of Homo sapiens. In the pages that we're about to delve into, each string of DNA is a chronicle waiting to be told, offering clues about our common ancestors and the paths they walked. Ready for a few revelations? Today you'll discover the surprising genetic ties between the inhabitants of Madagascar and the far-off shores of Taiwan. Dive into the mysteries of ghost populations that aren't as ethereal as they sound and find out just how much of your genome might trace back to the Neanderthals. As we sift through history's genetic treasure trove, we find that our species saga is one defined by relentless transformation and an intricate web of ancestries. The human lineage, it turns out, is bound together in ways more profound than we ever imagined. So, let's uncover the secrets our ancestors left us, encoded in the complex structure of our genes, and see what it reveals about our collective identity and the future it's shaping for us. Part 1. Decoding Our Past. How Genetics is Rewriting Human Evolution. Imagine you've just entered a room where the remnants of a puzzled past lay scattered around you, 
akin to a grenade that has burst open, sending pieces flying in every direction. Each fragment is a clue, and it's the scientists' daunting task to piece together the story they tell about our origins. This is the metaphorical scene of DNA analysis, a complex puzzle that's helping to redefine our understanding of human history. So what exactly is DNA? In the simplest of terms, DNA is the blueprint of life, housed within the cells of every living organism. Picture it as a spiraling ladder composed of millions of rungs, where each rung is made up of pairs of nucleotides, adenine with thymine and cytosine with guanine. Together, these pairs form a sequence that is approximately three billion chemical blocks long. Within this vast expanse of DNA, there are segments known as genes, akin to sentences in the story of our biological makeup. These genes, usually around a thousand nucleotides in length, give detailed instructions for how the body is constructed and how it should function. Mutations, the tiny, random alterations that occur in the DNA sequence, are nature's pen edits, making each of us distinctive. They occur once in every thousand nucleotides. And by comparing these mutations, we can map how closely related two individuals are, revealing the complex tree of ancestry that links all humans. Through the power of genetic research, the theory of human evolution has evolved too. Once, scientists believed that different groups of humans evolved in parallel across the globe. This theory suggested that a distinct human species could evolve independently on each continent. Europeans in Europe, Asians in Asia, and so on. But the story took an astonishing twist with the study of mitochondrial DNA, the genetic material passed down exclusively through mothers. Now, scientists have identified a maternal ancestor common to all humans today. Known colloquially as Mitochondrial Eve, she is not a biblical figure but a key to our past who walked the earth no more than 200,000 years ago in Africa. This discovery has dramatically changed our evolutionary timeline. Instead of ancient ancestors of two million years back from Homo erectus's global trek, we are looking at a more recent exodus. Modern humans, as revealed by our genetic inheritance, emerged in Africa and then spread across the world some 50,000 years ago. Join us as we dive deeper, examining how genetics not only reveals stories of our past, but also drafts the continuing saga of human evolution, reframing our origins and dispelling the myth of separate evolutionary paths by bringing us together under one remarkable genetic odyssey. Part 2. A prehistoric tale of mingle and merge, our shared legacy with Neanderthals and Denisovans. Flashback to 50,000 years ago, when our non-African ancestors began voyaging from the cradle of humankind. As they ventured forth, they stumbled upon different strands of humanity, descendants of Homo erectus, among them the enigmatic Neanderthals. These interactions, it seems, were far more intimate than previously thought. Within a mere 10,000 years, Homo sapiens became the last human species standing, but not before they blended their genetic material with others. The Neanderthals are often cast in the light of brute, archaic beings. However, their muscular builds and pronounced brows belie an intelligence that rivaled that of our own ancestors. 
Archaeological evidence paints a picture of a species as adept and savvy as any other. And thanks to groundbreaking genome sequencing, a project I had the fortune to contribute to, the evidence became undeniable. Modern non-Africans carry fragments of Neanderthal DNA within their genetic tapestry. This interbreeding likely occurred not long after those humans first left Africa, during a time when they had not yet branched out across different continents. Today, most non-African individuals can claim about 1.5 to 2.1% of their genetic code from Neanderthals, while African heritage shows minimal, if any, Neanderthal markers. Yet, the plot thickens with the introduction of Denisovans into our genetic narrative. Denisovans, a species discovered from the lonely fingerbone in Siberia's Denisova cave, revealed startling differences in their mitochondrial DNA compared to modern humans, essentially announcing the existence of a new player in the ancient human drama. Their full genomic sequencing told a story of a species closer to Neanderthals but also entwined with certain modern populations, particularly New Guineans, who boast a significant 3-6% to of Denisovan ancestry. Intriguingly, this chapter of human history remains potent in its genetic influence today, thanks to geographical quirks. Huxley's line, a deep-sea trench in the Pacific, served as a natural barrier to migration, preserving the unique genetic contributions of Denisovans in the people of New Guinea. Our species' past is not a story of isolation, but one of remarkable union, encounters that influence the very essence of who we are. As we piece together this prehistoric puzzle, we learn that humanity is indeed a rich, intertwined heritage of diverse lineages, a dynamic story of ancient rendezvous shaping the biological fabric of our present selves. Part 3. The Great European Convergence Unraveling the Genetic and Linguistic Odyssey Travel back in time and unravel the genetic web of Europe, the Near East, and Central Asia and you'll find a story not only of shared ancestry, but of migrations that sculpted the peoples and languages we know today. Modern Europeans may appear genetically interconnected, but the DNA from individuals who lived between 10,000 and 4,000 years ago tells us a different tale, one of distinct populations as divergent as modern Europeans and East Asians. Let's delve into what reshaped this ancient genetic landscape. Among the messengers from the past is Otzi the Iceman, a mummy from 5,300 years ago discovered, preserved in the Alpine ice. His genetic profile points not to the Alpine region, but to the island of modern Sardinia. This connection suggests that Otzi and modern Sardinians share ancestors who were part of a migration of Neolithic farmers from the Near East who moved into Europe nearly 11,500 to 5,500 years ago. Sardinia itself has essentially been a genetic time capsule due to its seclusion from the waves of migration that swept through the European mainland. Mainland Europeans, in contrast, bear the genetic fingerprints of the Yamnaya people from the Eastern European steppes about 5,000 years ago. While archaeologists recognize the Yamnaya for their cultural innovations, such as wheels and domestic horses, Genetic insights have linked them with a mysterious ghost population known as the ancient North Eurasians, a group that left no records yet contributed significantly to modern Eurasian DNA. 
the Yamnaya's genetic and cultural descendants are recognized as the corded ware culture, which spanned much of northern Europe some 4,900 years ago. These individuals are the biological forerunners to many of today's Europeans. But the tendrils of their legacy reach even further, into the very languages we speak. The enigmatic common origin of Sanskrit, Greek, and Latin has puzzled scholars since the 1700s. With the advent of genetic analysis, we now see that the migration patterns point to an origin just south of the Caucasus Mountains, followed by journeys northward to the steppes, south into Anatolia, and eastward into India, intertwining with or giving rise to the Yamnaya culture. This paints a picture of a world in motion, not only of people, but of tongues, where the rise and melding of cultures echo in the linguistic threads of Indo-European languages. This genetic chronicle of ancient peoples, migrations, and languages paints the past as a dynamic canvas, shaping the rich tapestry that is modern European ancestry and the linguistic heritage we continue to speak to this day. Part 4. India's Composite Heritage A Tale Told Through DNA, Language, and Class Venture into the heart of India, and you'll find a society that's as diverse as it is ancient, with traditions and tales etched into its very essence. One such tale, told in the sacred Rigveda, speaks of the warrior god Indra carving out a homeland for the Arya. This myth echoes in the ruins of ancient fortresses dotting the Indus Valley, tantalizingly close to the purported time of these mythical events. Could these remnants of stone and soil hold the key to India's ancestral origins? The mosaic of Indian languages splits mainly into two broad families, Indo-Aryan in the north and Dravidian in the south. Pioneering DNA studies introduced a revelation. Indians are essentially a blend of two primary genetic ancestries. There are the ancestral North Indians, ANI, kin to the people of Western Eurasia, and the ancestral South Indians, ASI, unique to the subcontinent. The Andamanese peoples from the isolated Little Andaman Island hold clues to this genetic puzzle. Their ties to the Asai, combined with an absence of Western Eurasian markers, suggest that the ASI were the original settlers, while the ANI came from Western Eurasia at a later date, likely displacing the builders of the fortresses referenced in ancient texts. As the aeons passed, these ancient populations intermingled, yet even today, Indians bear varying proportions of each ancestral line, with 20 to 80% of their genetic makeup tracing back to ANE or ASI roots. This genetic blending is echoed in the country's linguistic tapestry. The Indo-European tongues are predominantly spoken in the north by individuals with a stronger ANI heritage, whereas the Dravidian languages thrive in the south where ASI ancestry prevails. The stratification of India's society is likewise a mirror to this ancestral duality. The caste system, dividing society into varna or ranks, and the much more intricate jati or marriage groups, reflects the genetic divide. Higher varna ranks customarily have a higher percentage of ANI ancestry, a pattern that persists even among speakers of the same language. Further studies dissecting India's genetic fabric reveal the compelling legacy of the caste system. Take, for instance, the Visya, a group five million strong and yet so genetic similar, 
that they seem to have burgeoned from a small population some 3,000 years ago, maintaining strict marriage practices within their jati ever since. In this narrative of genetics, language and social structure, we see India not as a monolith, but as a dynamic amalgam of histories and peoples. It's a grand chronicle where DNA weaves through the warp and weft of traditions, shedding light upon the shadows cast by time, on the origins and evolution of an intricate culture. Part 5. Tracing the Roots of Native American Ancestry Through Dual Migrations Peering into the genetic history of Native Americans transports us to a story of human journeys and encounters that span continents. A study I had the privilege to lead unveiled that indigenous populations from Central America and beyond share a lineage that can be traced back to what we've called the First Americans. This group is believed to have crossed a land bridge formed during the last Ice Age over the Bering Strait, arriving in America after 15,000 years ago. Now, imagine a colossal glacier barricading the path southward. It was only around 13,000 years ago that this ice began to retreat, revealing a passage to the untouched expanse of the Americas. Evidence of early human presence during this era comes from Clovis, New Mexico, where archaeologists have found spear tips mingled with mammoth remains, signs of a spread across the continent as rapid as it was expansive. When analyzing DNA from present-day Native American groups, a fascinating pattern emerges. 47 out of 52 studied populations have a genetic affinity with modern Asian groups, hinting at a shared origin before dispersing southward and evolving into distinct tribal identities. Yet, the narrative carries a twist. The use of the term First Americans might be somewhat of a misnomer. In Monteverde, Chile, excavations unearthed evidence of human structures dating back to roughly 14,000 years ago, predating the glacial corridor and Clovis settlements. Moreover, coastal western Canada became ice-free more than 16,000 years ago possibly providing another migration route, although this hypothesis awaits archaeological substantiation. But it's within the dense Amazon rainforest that the most astonishing clues lie. Certain tribes show surprising genetic closeness to Australasian populations, rather than other Native American groups, suggesting the existence of an even older ghost population, which I poignantly label Population Y these people could potentially be the original inhabitants of the Americas. The current isolation of these Amazonian tribes hints at a past displacement, possibly by the later wave of immigrants who would become known as the first Americans. The interwoven saga of these migrations is a testament to the resilience and adaptability of human life, painting a picture of a past still filled with mysteries awaiting discovery as we continue to piece together the intricate puzzle of Native American origins. Part 6. The Genetic Tapestry of East Asia Unearthing the Roots of Today's Populations Imagine a region dappled with human history for over 1.7 million years. This is East Asia, a landscape echoing with the steps of Homo erectus and teeming with the bustling life of one-third of today's global population. This vast span of time and humanity whispers of migrations of ancient footprints marking the earth from the fertile valleys of China to the farthest islands. Our laboratory's research indicates that East Asia's genetic story involves three primary population clusters, 
each rooted in their distinct geography, yet intertwined with the threads of two ancestral populations, the Yangtze River ghost population and the Yellow River ghost population. These clusters are nestled by the Amur River, stretch across the Tibetan Plateau, and sprawl over Southeast Asia's lush territories, including the indigenous island communities of Hainan and Taiwan. The Yangtze's genetic legacy blossoms most prominently in Southeast Asia, while the Yellow River's DNA lingers in northern China and over the Tibetan plain like a morning mist. Agricultural practices originating from the Yangtze tributaries unfurled all the way to Taiwan, Thailand, and Vietnam, while those from the Yellow River wove their way to the heights of Tibet. Another strand of this complex narrative reveals an amazing odyssey. The ancestors of modern Pacific Islanders embarked from Taiwan. Their story is more than genetics. It's a journey immortalized in the spread of the Austronesian languages that resonate from the verdant shores of Taiwan to the sun-drenched islands of Hawaii, New Zealand, and even the distant Madagascar some 800 years ago. The linguistic map parallels the genetic markers, with Austronesian speakers bearing a closer kinship to Taiwan's indigenous peoples than any other East Asian mainland group. These connections between language and DNA offer a concrete testament to these extraordinary migrations. While the depths of East Asian genetics are rich with mysteries yet to be unraveled, much rests in the hands of the Chinese authorities, guardians of fossil treasures, erecting DNA labs, holding keys to further insights into the region's genetic past. We watch and wait, hopeful that the veils over China's ghost populations will soon lift, unveiling more chapters of this sweeping human epic. Part 7 the dynamic migrations shaping Africa's genetic legacy. It's a common misconception to believe that the Great Migration, which led to modern humans moving beyond Africa 50,000 years ago, was the continent's final human shuffle. The truth is, Africa's history has been as rich in movement and development as any other chapter of human history, with at least four significant migratory waves rippling across its vast landscapes in relatively recent times. Consider the impressive journey of the Bantu peoples. Originating from the region straddling modern-day Nigeria and Cameroon some 4,000 years ago, they have left an indelible mark on the continent. Today, the languages of most inhabitants in eastern, central, and southern Africa echo the linguistic heritage of the Bantu. In the tapestry of human genetics, the yarns of Nigerians and Zambians are tightly intertwined, more so, surprisingly, than those of Germans and Italians, despite the greater distance between the African nations. Similarly, the spread of Nilo-Saharan languages tells us a story of past herders navigating the ever-expanding Sahara, dispersing across the land from Mali to Tanzania over the course of the last 5,000 years. Then there's the narrative of the Afro-Asiatic tongues, whose dialects sprawl across the Ethiopian landscape and share a kinship with languages like Hebrew and Arabic. Ancient DNA studies suggest East Africans inherited much from Near Eastern farmers, implying that the Afro-Asiatic lexicon bloomed with the broader adoption of agriculture approximately 7,000 years ago. 
The fourth wave is etched in the click sounds of the Khoikwadi languages of southern Africa, sounds that resonated long before in the Kuksha and Tuwu languages. The linguistic journey traces back to the cattle herders of East Africa, who ventured south, absorbing the click consonants from local foragers. But the genetic narrative delves even deeper, revealing ghost populations like the East African foragers. Before being assimilated or displaced by incoming farmers, they thrived along the sub-Saharan coast. Linking the dots with modern DNA, these foragers seem to be closer relatives to non-Africans than to any other existing African group. Indications point to them as the very ancestors who stepped out of Africa 50,000 years ago, setting off humanity's global exploration. So it stands that Africa's story, far from stagnant, vibrates with movement, the constant flux of peoples, cultures, and languages that have sculpted a continent and, indeed, the human journey at large. Part 8. Genetic History Unveils the Role of Gender and Social Hierarchies in Shaping Ancestry The idea that humankind may one day blend into a singular, undifferentiated population is a provocative sci-fi narrative, but is it grounded in the truth of our genetic history? The 1973 novel, Race Against Time, dared to paint such a future. Yet as we dig into the DNA of our ancestors, we find a past that is a kaleidoscope of diversity, shaped by constant movement and the often complex interplay of power dynamics. Throughout history, intermingling populations have often reflected the union of dominant males from conquering or ruling classes with females from subjugated communities. This phenomenon isn't a relic of epochs past but has echoed into more contemporary times, such as in the intermixing observed in America between European settlers and enslaved Africans. Consider the example of Thomas Jefferson, who is believed to have fathered children with his enslaved person, Sally Hemings. DNA studies reveal that this intersection of power and procreation was far from an isolated incident. Research from 2001 highlighted a substantial European contribution to the Y-chromosome lineage of African Americans in South Carolina, indicating paternal ancestry predominantly from European men. Sociological shifts, particularly in the last century marked by movements for civil rights and equality, have begun to redraw the ancestral map of America. The long-standing sex bias, skewed towards European male lineage, is becoming less pronounced as societal changes foster relationships between African-American men and European women, diversifying the genetic pool yet further. Looking back over the vast expanse of history, we see this pattern replayed in many forms. One intriguing example was revealed in a 2003 study of East Eurasian Y chromosomes, where genetic evidence pointed to millions of direct male descendants from a single individual who lived during the Mongol Empire. This pattern, known as a star cluster, suggests a skewed sex ratio often fueled by conquest and dominance, with Genghis Khan as a potential figurehead. Such star clusters, however, stand in stark contrast to mitochondrial DNA, passed exclusively from mother to offspring which generally fails to show a shared maternal ancestor among most people in the last 10,000 years. Meanwhile, the Eurasian Y chromosome tells a story of many star clusters dating back as recently as 5,000 years, 
a period which correlates with the departure of the Yamnaya culture from the steppes. The potential patriarchal and aggressive nature of these populations may have left a distinct genetic imprint, a vestige of histories written in the very codes of life. In this narrative, our genes do not merely recount ancestors and lineages. They are the chronicles of gender roles and the distribution of power across the ages, each leaving indelible marks on the genomes of successive generations. Part 9. Understanding our genetic diversity. The delicate balance between science and society. In 2006, as a geneticist searching for answers in the human genome, I joined the quest to understand why prostate cancer affects African-American men at a rate 1.7 times higher than their European-American counterparts. We pinpointed a region in the DNA with multiple risk factors for prostate cancer, a significant discovery I was eager to present at a conference in 2008. Yet, amidst the scientific discourse, my findings sparked a controversy. Accusations arose that my language mirrored that of white supremacists by implying biological differences between racial groups. My accusers and other scientists reminded us of a scientific consensus. Race is a social construct. However, our genomic data hinted at a more nuanced reality. By the 1970s, geneticists had already laid the groundwork, showing that 85% of genetic variation occurs within populations, leaving a mere 15% accounting for differences among groups. Statistically, this has been interpreted to argue against the biological significance of race. Despite this, the discourse shifted when a 2002 study showed that groups of mutations could indeed cluster individuals into categories like African, European, or Oceanian. Intriguingly, such clusters had more genetic variation within them than between them. Furthering the discourse, a 2003 paper proposed the practicality of these clusters in medical science, offering pathways to better identify disease risk factors pertinent to certain populations. Sickle cell disease, prevalent in African Americans, is one example of a condition more easily understood through this lens of genetic variability. The interpretive mishandling of data, however, is where well intentioned science often becomes mired in controversy. Genome bloggers and public figures like James Watson, despite his groundbreaking DNA discoveries, have at times wielded genetic data as a tool for racism, making sweeping and unsubstantiated generalizations about races. We must tread carefully. While our data does delineate differences between populations, these variances are not as extreme as some would purport. In navigating this delicate issue, our scientific integrity and commitment to reporting data accurately are paramount. Let us not forget, regardless of the nuances revealed in our DNA, the respect and dignity afforded to every individual should never waver, transcending any surface differences or genetic distinctions we may observe. Final summary. The decoding of our genome has been akin to unlocking a time capsule, revealing not just the blueprint of our biology, but also the intricate stories of our past. Through this scientific revelation, we've seen the idea of genetic isolation dissipate, replaced by a narrative of migration and intermingling that forms the bedrock of our shared humanity.
Our genetic strands are variegated threads woven from encounters that span continents and millennia, dismissing any notion of purity in our DNA. Yet, as we delve deeper into the genome, it casts a stark light on the history of human power disparities, the interplay of gender and the implications of race, the genetic footprints of conquerors and the dominated, of patriarchal lineages and suppressed matriarchal ties, all lie within us. This complexity commands a thoughtful and nuanced approach from both the scientific community and society at large. As we look ahead, standing on the precipice of further genomic exploration, we are reminded that the human genome will continue to challenge our preconceived notions and cultural narratives. While there's still a vast ocean of genetic data awaiting our interpretation, one truth remains steadfast. Our diversity, mirrored in our DNA, unifies us and reminds us of the equality and respect that every individual inherently deserves. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.